Hey, good. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to another podcast episode of Daily Mind. It's me once again, the only host this show probably ever will have, uh, broadcasting from a different location. That is not exactly where I live, but nonetheless, broadcasting out of Knoxville tonight. Don't ask. It's none of your business. How's everybody's Friday? Hopefully everybody's Friday is pretty good. It's just so cold outside. I'm telling you, this weather out here is so wacky. Um, (laughs) It was in the 70s last week. We were dealing with tornadoes and thunderstorms all day yesterday. Now it's in the 30s and it's like flurries. I love winter. Winter is by far my favorite season. But out here in the South, it is horrible. I'd rather deal with a winter in New York than deal with the winter here. And if I'm not mistaken, in New York, it barely even snowed this year. I think it may have gotten like maybe some light snow, maybe once. But oof, it's been a while since I can remember a, a winter where New York didn't get any snow whatsoever. I mean, that could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. Either way. Okay, so um, I was so far, I did a two part episode on uh, former child actors, and it will be a part three, but obviously not today. That will be a tomorrow possible episode. Uh, tonight is going to be Is there a such thing as a stupid question? Now, for those who are tuning in and are new to the show, every Friday I do this episode, these particular, like a sub show in a show where I go on a website called Quora, Q-U-O-R-A, and I pick random questions and answers to read. It is a question and answer site, and I, any anything you can ask is damn near, uh, there's no holds barred, right? That You can ask whatever you want, and and people, somebody will answer it. So like, even if there's a question you're embarrassed to ask somebody, you already probably have asked that question already. And the answers are sometimes hilarious. So what I like to do is I like to pick random questions that stand out and read the responses to that question to make it even more enjoyable. And of course, with my weird sense of humor, I kind of throw a spin on it. So without further ado, I'm going to get right into it. This is actually like one of my favorite episodes slash segments of this show. And I'm keeping it going because people are actually listening to it, which is awesome. Keep it up. Okay, so I'm going to find, uh, let's see, is there such thing as a stupid question? You're about to find out. I promise you. I I used to think that there was no such thing, but uh, it actually is. Uh, Let's see here. Okay, so here's uh, here's one I ran into. Now, on Quora, there are pages that has particular topics and questions and answers in relation to the topics. It could be about anything. I'll probably dip into like one of those rooms too and look for some questions. One of my favorite is the confessions page that they have on there where people, you kind of get the idea. Okay, so this person wrote this on here. Um, My seven-year-old daughter is super excited about her birthday party. She wants to celebrate her birthday with her friends at home. I am a single mother. I can't afford a party at home because of bad financial condition. What else can I do to make her happy? Now, this is not exactly a stupid question. Now, uh, you're going to see that I'm going to read some questions that are pretty, pretty serious. Uh, 
okay, for that, that one, for example. And believe me, there's a lot of parents out there that would give their last, get the shirt off their back to make sure their kids are happy. So, you know, that's not really something to laugh about. This is an everyday struggle for a lot of parents. Um, I'm going to read one of the responses here, which is pretty interesting. It's got, a, it's got like three responses. Um, it says, this woman, Tyra, she said, if you have your nails done, hair done, smoke, eat out, or drink coffee or alcohol, you can afford a party for your daughter. Even if you don't, the possibilities are endless. Save $1 a week or a month, bake cupcakes and let the girls decorate their own, make s'mores, buy supplies at the dollar store, have a hopscotch contest, have each girl bring an old shirt to decorate with markers or food coloring, have a treasure hunt with things around your house, your block. Um, good luck and happy birthday to your precious little girl. Uh, this one person says, get some chalk at the dollar store and let the girls decorate the driveway and sidewalk. They can run foot races and play tag. See who can pop a balloon first by sitting on it, by sharing a couple of seats, blase, blase, blase. A simple birthday party can be put together at a dollar store for not too much. Give up one or two cups of coffee and it will cost the, it will cover the cost of the party. A child never needs anything elaborate. If you save pennies for a few months beforehand, it will be simple. You know, I like that idea. Every month, or let's be realistic, every week, save a dollar, right? You save a dollar for every every week, okay? That money can be put towards your kid's birthday. Now, a dollar a week don't sound like a lot, okay? That only equates to about, what, $52 for the year, a dollar a week, 52 weeks in the year. But nonetheless, it's money that can be applied to. And then, of course, instead of giving a dollar, you can give a little bit more every single week. Contribute, like, a birthday fund. So, like, if something does fall short, because you never know what's going to happen, you got a little something to give your kids something. And, that, and the other person made a good point is that kids don't ever need anything elaborate when it comes to birthday parties. They don't need, like, a lavish uh, venue and all this other stuff. It could be something simple. Right. As long as that their birthday is celebrated is the most appreciated thing. Kids will appreciate anything unless you turn them into spoiled fucking brats. Then uh, you got a whole nother thing coming. Uh, let's see this next one here. Uh, let's see here. It says this was uh, somebody asked the question. I am 23 years old and parents refuse to let me move out. The day this comes around where I literally pack up my stuff and try to move out, they are going to tell me no. Can they legally do anything? Now, that is a reverse uno because usually parents is kicking you the fuck out by the time you're like 18, 21 years old, right? I never heard of a case where a parents want you to stay. But maybe that's like more of a thing nowadays. You know what I mean? Like maybe some parents don't want to be alone or just afraid for their kid to go out and be an adult that perhaps they feel as if the kid is better off at home. Right. I'm going to read a couple of responses to that. This is a long ass response. I'm not going to read that. So I'm going to find something a little shorter. Now, the last part of that question, to reiterate, he said, can they legally do anything? So one person wrote by the name of Sharon Kay. She says, if they call the police, the police will ask your age and then remind them that you are an adult who can move out at any time. Uh, the most they will do is a wellness check to be sure that no one forced you to move and that you are safe. Now, be sure not to take anything that is not yours or your parents can accuse you of stealing. If their names are on the car title, it is their car, not yours. If they pay the sell bill, it's theirs. Your bedroom furniture is theirs. This other person wrote, good for you. Sounds like very controlling parents. I mean, 
from a legal standpoint, you know, you could you could call the cops. The cops ain't going to do nothing. Like like that person said, they're just going to remind you, okay, you're an adult. Remind your parents that you're also an adult. Or you could just get the fuck out. Just get up and leave. If you already have prospects lined up, you probably got an apartment. What I would do is start doing shit on the low. Find an apartment on the low. Don't say anything. Start slowly. Actually, don't even start slowly moving shit because then they're going to be like, well, where are you going? When you get that apartment, you get your keys, move everything out at the same time. What are they going to do? Shoot you? Just, I'm pretty sure this is a, a thing in other places too. But like I said, it's usually parents wanting you out. But I guess now the dynamic has changed. Okay, so uh, let's see. Oh, now this is a tough one. And, and, and I need you guys to listen to this one. Uh, this person says, uh, if my husband can't provide properly to my family but still tries. Am I justified in divorcing him? Wow, that's shallow as fuck. I mean, here you got you got a guy who is doing whatever it takes to provide for his family. Now, let's just say him and her in the beginning, everything was cool. They, he was financially set. She was good, too. And he just fell on hard times. You know, when you get married, it's for richer or poor, right? So this woman is like, should I just divorce him? He's not even trying. Well, it depends. Is, is he, what is he doing to really do anything right i mean if he's sitting there like gambling all his money trying to provide i mean that's not really a good way to do it but if he's legitimately busting his ass maybe working two jobs and it's just not enough then no that that shouldn't justify to divorce the guy uh this person has one response here that says personally i would consider marrying someone for their money to be a tiny step above prostitution uh it is something i totally agree and always think that way but dare not to say, as it will probably offend lots of very proud married women who stay in the marriage for money and resources, but somehow look down those earn their living by selling knowledge and skill instead of selling sex and body as they do. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't think you should divorce your husband or your wife because they are not meeting your standards to like where they are trying to provide but it's just you're not cutting it you understand what i'm saying you should already be set to help provide as well you shouldn't have to rely on one side to do everything but you know here we are uh let me see Ooh, this is a nasty one uh let's see this is from the affairs the other woman slash the other man space that's a page by the way this person wrote uh, my husband cheated on me and we're getting a divorce. He begged me not to take his children away, but I want him to suffer. How can I make sure that he won't gain custody or even visitation rights? See, that's disgusting. You're using the kid as leverage, a weapon, right? There are dads out there that literally love and want to see their kids. Some women, and I'm saying some, I'm not saying all. Some women would use that shit against them. Like, oh, you'll never see your son again. You'll never see your daughter again. Or you'll never just see any of your kids again. And, I mean, unless he's abusive to the kids, then okay. Motherly instincts kick in. Make sure that he doesn't go near the kids. But if he was a loving, providing father for those kids, why keep the kids away? The kids love him. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just dirty. Uh, somebody wrote here, one of the responses, uh, you, you, your need for vengeance at the expense of your children's emotional welfare says a lot about you as a person. Thank you. Had your husband not cheated on you and still wanted a divorce, I suspect your reaction would be the same. 
What drives this need for control and validation is only something you will understand. But know this, your children will grow up and your influence will wane. They will resent you or worse, hate you for using them against your ex. If you really want to mess with your enemies, find a way to be happy and whole without them. Poetry emotion right there. Kill them with kindness. People cannot stand to see other people happy. But yes, using your kid as, as a leverage because you and your ex don't know how to get the fuck along is ridiculous. Don't. And you know what? That is so true. I, I've seen it um, where kids just hate the mother or hate the dad because of what happened. And, and maybe they might have heard two sides of the coin. And they're like, oh, man, you know what? You use me so that I don't have to see my dad. Blah, blah, blah. It's yeah, that, that can get really sloppy. No, keep the kids out of it. It's bad enough. Kids suffer from divorces. And they do emotionally and maybe even spiritually. And then kids go down a spiral path because they don't have that support channel where now they got to go one place one week, another place another week. It's a broken home. Broken homes break kids. They really do. Okay, so next one. Uh, let's see. Mm, let's see. I'm going to try to find something. Ooh. Yes, and here's another one from the affairs page. It's, uh, this person asks, uh, I have a gut feeling that I'm being cheated on. I'm trying to find proof for months now, but there's none. She seems completely loyal, but that gut feeling is still there. What do I do? Dude, I mean, I think in that case, you're just overthinking. You're thinking of the worst case scenario. Maybe this person is thinking of this worst case scenario as a way to use to break up with this woman. If you have no proof, I mean, you may have a gut feeling. We all have a gut feeling. We all, um, if we've been cheated on before, we're going to have our guard up. But at the same time, you have no proof. You can't just go out there and be like, oh, you're cheating. You have no proof whatsoever. Let's see what a couple of these uh, responses to this is, because this should be really interesting. Oh, there's only one response. Boo-hoo. Um, it says here by, um, by somebody named Nofiobu. This person says, I think if you ask and she's having an affair, she's going to get really mad. I'm the type if accused, I just say no. And I'm not going and I'm not uh, and I'm not not go into screaming. No. Wow, that's some English right there. Almost caught a stroke. I'm not. How dare you think that? Maybe I'm wrong. But to me, that proves she's cheating. As for your proof to me, that's all you need. That wasn't a quite straight response but i i kind of get what this person is saying now if they just come out like a lot of people if you ask them you know are you cheating on me they're going to get very defensive now some people may take that as oh why are you being so defensive i just asked you a simple question well you know it's not as simple as you think because you are now questioning somebody's loyalty and um fidelity you're questioning those things people are going to take that to offense some people are just gonna be like no i'm not so, like, if my wife asked me, am I cheating? I'm just going to look at her and be like, no, I'm not. Why would you think that? I'm not going to blow up, but I'm just going to be like, well, why would you think that? What would suspect you of that? Let's talk about it. I don't know what you may have heard kind of deal. You know what I mean? Be mature about the situation. Don't blow up because it just kind of make you seem like you're hiding something. But, again, it could just be you being a very loyal person and you just don't want to be accused of such a thing, especially with no proof or anything backing that up. Yep. So, uh Wow, they got a page called Meth Confessions. Okay, I'm going to jump into that real quick. I don't know what the hell Meth Confessions <laughs> confessions are. Well, I'm going to jump right into that. Uh, let's see. 
what what the hell kind of question would be in this thing? Uh, let's see. Okay, now that's some other. That's some weird shit. Okay, now there ain't no real questions on there. Um, let's see here. It says, um, what the? F- okay, I don't even know if this is a serious question, but somebody asked. My son pushed his sister down the stairs and she died. What should I do? I don't even think I, I can't even take that serious. Why the fuck would you even post that on Cora to begin with? Uh, this person did write though. Uh, there's a few answers to this question, actually. I'm surprised people have taken the time out of their day or night and wasted a breath or two even answering uh, this. Or this could just, uh, somebody just simply say it's, that's nonsense. And this other person said, you clearly live under a very posh bridge to have stairs. And this other person really just kind of went into this, this question and said, hey, call the cops to get a copy of the police report. Uh, take your son to the doctor to get a copy of the medical report. Hire a good lawyer, even if it costs. They 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 actually did just answer this question. Like they didn't think for one second to be like, this doesn't even you know. It's, this is a troll question, because like I said, people do that on here too. They all ask troll questions, but then again, you don't know what's a troll question or not. Like that could have been something really serious. But I mean, come on, I wouldn't have posted on this. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's a good one right here. Um, has any has anyone? Oh no, wait, give me one second. Let me see. Has anyone ever earned a second spanking uh, for talking back to your parents after being spanked? Shit, spank? Shit, you get slapped the shit out of in your face or a belt or something. I don't know what kind of household you spank on the bottom, but no, that, that wasn't a thing. Um, yeah, let me try to find some short answers because this person wrote a fucking essay. Um, this person, Caroline, says, ouch, I feel your pain. Switches are the worst. Now, that's an ass whipping. Not some patting on the butt with your hands. No, switches. You get the biggest switch out in the yard, a, a, a extension cord, a bell. These new kids want to be – these new kids don't know. They don't know. Um, this person says, ouch, those switches hurt bad and sure do help to remember not to do those things again. Hey, you figure – you know, kids can be very hard-headed. You figure you knock them once, that, sh- that should be it, right? But no, kids are just going to be kids, and they're going to get more than one ass whipping, I promise you. All right, this next one um, – Ooh, somebody somebody had the gall to ask this question. Um, however, you want to take this. Why is Donald Trump the best president we ever had? Let's read some answers. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some interesting shit in this. Uh, let's see. Where's the answers? I need the answers. Let's see. Uh, give me an answer. <laughs> I got. I'm trying to get some answers on this. Why is Donald Trump the best president we ever had? And I'm not seeing the answers, which is making me kind of sad. Okay, it says that there's six answers to this, but yeah, I don't see the answers. And that just kind of made me upset. Um, some people would like to think, Don, I don't think he was the worst president, to be honest with you. Um, believe me, I've lived since Reagan. I can't personally say Reagan was good because I was a baby. But if we were talking like Bill Clinton, George Bush uh, Jr., and Obama and Trump, I can probably say in my lifetime, at least, Bill Clinton was probably one of the best, if not the best president we've had thus far. Donald Trump is definitely not the worst president. And I, I personally like Donald Trump. I think he was, I thought he did good. I think what it was was just he wasn't your politician, your typical politician. He was just a New Yorker in a suit with money. He spoke he didn't have he wasn't pretentious about his shit. He was just being him. And a lot of people hated that. But I found that to be not only like 
pretty cool, but I found that to be hilarious at the same time because he pissed so many people off, a lot of people off. Um, all right, going into it, I got about oof, I got about ten minutes. Damn, this episode went really, really fast, didn't it? Uh, ooh, here's one. My husband randomly started performing much better in the bedroom. Is this a sign that he may be cheating? <laughs> what the fuck? Wait a minute, hold on. So she just, I don't know where, I guess he was a, a mediocre performer. And all of a sudden now he's Ron Jeremy. And she's starting to question, is he cheating? Like, oh my God, where did he learn that? Where is he getting that from? You know, porn's free, right? And you can learn some shit on porn sites. You can. I got to read the answers to this one because apparently this woman is now concerned because he got in better in bed and probably thinks that he's practicing with other people. I have no idea. All right, let's read some answers to that. Uh, oh, God. Oh, somebody said, yes, it can be, especially if he starts using new moves on you, on you sexually that he hasn't previously used. Same with fetish activities, watching porn, talking to you differently during the act, bing, 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 bing. If his behavior sets off your spidey sense, a.k.a. intuition, sister, it requires you to the, the, to um, dive deeper into the circumstance of the sudden change in sexual activity. You know, get to the bottom of things. And this person, this next person, Jack, wrote, this is a total bullshit response. I try different things in bed with my wife all the time and I have not once in 18 years ever cheated on her, either physically or via online chat, etc. I read up I read up on different things to try and also I wait for it. Listen, engage her reactions to what I'm doing. If she reacts positively to it, then I keep doing it. If not, I stop. But saying that a man is cheating because he tries new things in bed with his wife is horribly inaccurate and reeks of hatred. And this other person, Dave, said, let them do you the way you want to be done and stop wondering. For real, what woman is going to complain about that? Especially if things are not quite spicy in the bedroom, as probably it once was when you first met. He's learning something new? Dude, take it. Take it. As long as it's not, like, hurting you, you should be good. And, and same vice versa. Like, if your woman learns something new in bed, that doesn't mean she's cheating. She's probably doing research like everybody else to try something new to keep the spark going. In other words, she's helping to help save the damn relationship. It, let me tell you something. If you're with someone and they try something new, just go with it. If you don't like it, okay, fine. But don't ever think for a second that cheating on you. I've never heard such bullshit in my life. People just find an excuse just to kind of say someone's cheating. You can't be serious. Okay, I'm moving right on. That kind of made me mad. But I'll be okay. Um, <laughs> hmm. Now, this is a question I think um, my wife can sort of resonate with. It says, because um, she's into the supernatural and, you know, the, the dead. It says, why can't living humans see the souls of the dead? This, this question got in like 38 responses, by the way. Um, one of the responses was, well, this is a long-ass response. You'd think like one of the Ghostbusters gave this fucking response. No, we're going to move to something a little smaller. And somebody said here, regardless of which of these options we re-readers choose, kudos to you for your fair and interesting delineation, delineation of them. Really model scholarships, plus the subtle rhetoric, rhetorical and poetic uh, move of putting the simplest and... Wow, he 
kind of really went into this. Um, oh, because this person who um, answered the question with the like the a big big answer, he said that there are broadly two classes of explanations for that, and one of them was that our brains are trained at a very young age, up until the age of two, to react to things that have a physical effect. That's, it says also, that's why very young children sometimes look above your head when your aura is visible in time. They are socialized into ignoring it, and the souls of the dead fall in that class. Hmm. The other explanation is that they are, in fact, not there. This varies all the time from the Christian opinion that they have gone to some other realm upon dying, up to the skeptic opinion that they never existed in the first place. That response, I didn't read the whole thing, but that was just snippets of the main response. That's pretty deep. That's very, very deep. I mean, every religion, every culture has their version of the dead and how to communicate with the dead or if they see the dead. I mean, you got to just accept the fact that they're dead. But you may feel a presence of sorts some people claim to. You never know, man. The, the, the world is just – it's a mystery. You just really never know what exists and what not. I mean, do you exist? Am I really doing this podcast? Who knows? Uh, ooh, this is one I could resonate with. Okay, I said, "What did you do as a child that you hid from your parents?" Uh, bad report card. <laughs> I remember one time in second grade, I turned an A, not turned an F into an A. They wrote the F in like a highlighter, and somehow I erased that shit and wrote A in pencil. I I was a smart kid. I usually got good grades, but there was times I got bad grades, and I would hide that. And then they eventually show they'll they'll find it. Um. It says here, uh, this person wrote, what did they do? He said, I cut a hole in my brother's bedroom floor secretly, had my mother's car key copied. <laughs> Woo, that's a long story he's got, though. Um, let me see. This other person says, uh, uh, they just responded to that main answer, which I, that first response, again, was um, pretty damn long. Okay, I got about five minutes, and maybe I can get a couple of questions in. Okay, here's another one from the Spiritual Motivation Soulmate Meditation page, I guess. This person asks, why am I so turned off by my husband? Ooh, that can't be good. Uh, this one person answered, uh, let's see. Let me see. Uh, answer by Josh. No, no, no. I'm going to read. I'm trying to find a... I don't know. So I'm going to read that Josh one. It said, I can only speculate, but usually that's caused by him not doing his part as a member of the household or being emotionally unavailable. Most men, or at least a good portion of us, tend to miss the fact that women are emotionally driven. We aren't for the most part, and we have different needs, so we often miss that our women need things from us. And we're obvious... And we're oblivious to what those needs are at times. I, I, I'm that same way. Uh, this tends to happen when a man treats his wife like she is his mother instead of his wife or treats her like she's supposed to be his maid and caretaker for his children. No woman is physically attracted to someone who she views as one of her child, even if she doesn't realize she sees him that way. Also, if a man is only concerned with how he feels and doesn't show his wife compassion for how she feels, that also tends to be a huge turnoff for the wife. If he's struggling with those things, you should talk to him and see if he will listen and take action. Very well-written response. Absolutely. Um, there could be so many other reasons, too, why she's so turned off by him. It could be even just physical things, like maybe certain mannerisms and stuff like that. 
I don't know. Just try not to be unattractive, okay? <laughs> Do your best. Uh, let's see. Mm, uh, let's see. I'm trying to find another one here. I got about three minutes, two minutes-ish. I think I'm going to just try to squeeze one more question. Uh, these questions were kind of like light in comparison to some of the other shit I read. I read some crazy um, – I've read some crazy shit before. I'm not really um, – Okay, well, who the fuck wrote this shit? Somebody said, what would you do if a teenager walked up to you, stopped five feet away from you, and aimed a loaded gun at you? This person answered by saying, if he's only five feet away, I probably won't have time to skin my smoke wagon and send him to the pearly gates. As soon as he started to aim, I'm rushing him to disarm him. I'm a retired sheriff deputy. I know how. Then I'm probably going to pistol whip him with his own weapon and tell him what a dumbass he is. When he stops being a threat, I'm going to back off and unload his firearm. Then I'm going to call the police and let them know what happened because they are people in the law enforcement community that know me. The guy will most likely get arrested. You know how fast a bullet comes out of a gun and you're five feet away? By the time a person even budged to be to try to attack the, the gunman, you're dead. Like it, All it takes is five pounds of trigger pull, and that's it. And within a second, you already got one to the dome. I mean, you got to be like lightning fast from a five-feet distance to fucking like pounce on someone without getting shot if you try some shit like that good luck and i'll see you on the other side all right so hey that's the end of the show um yeah all right so that's it tomorrow i'm gonna be out all day with the missus but i will sneak an episode in um if not then you will hear me on sunday we'll see how that works out uh thanks for taking the time to listen to the show i'm almost at 800 plays i'm just two plays away from being at 800 and then almost at a thousand plays so i'm making i'm making uh strides here little by little all right so hey enjoy your weekend enjoy your friday and we will do this again tomorrow or sunday have a good night